Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, concludes our series on the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. You can take the challenge if you visit our website at wearecrossing.com slash 90-day, 90-day. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. We welcome our campuses. Give them a big hand. What's up, you guys? Hey, hey, hey. God bless you. Delighted that you are here today. We're in a series called 90-Day Tithe Challenge. And uh, some of you know that uh, a few years ago, well, it was just a short time ago, 2020, I had four surgeries. I played a little college football, I was a little bit banged up. And so I had neck surgery on the left side and uh, they botched the surgery. And so they had to go back and do the surgery again. So I had two on the left. I waited for a little while. I'm a glutton for punishment. And then I had the right side done and they botched that surgery as well. Sheesh. They botched it, and this time they hit the phrenic nerve and they paralyzed my diaphragm. So I thought that, you know, I thought speaking was over because you can't speak without your diaphragm. You have to, come on, everybody, breathe with me. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, yeah, 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 God God is good. So I've been in physical therapy kind of summer of last year, all because it took that long to heal. It was in 2020, late 2020, and then 21. So I've been in PT. I was in three times a week, then two times a week, now one time a week. And um, I'm at Tom Brady 12, TB12. Thank you, Tom, for all that you did for us. We love you. It was too short. <laughs> too, too, too short of a season. By the way, welcome to the 930 service that's happening at 1030. <laughs> all right. God bless you. I'll be waking up here in a minute. It'll be about an hour. Um, and so I've been in PT and every time I go to PT, the gentleman who works with me, works with Tom some, and he says this every single time, how you doing with your water? How's your water intake? Because Tom's claim to fame, uh, sort of, I mean, Tom defied all the odds, 44 years old, NFL means not for long, but Tom defied it all, defied every odd, 44 years old. And it's because they say he, he has pliability and flexibility. Those are the two things. And so, if, you know, he said when he gets hit, he kind of goes gumby. His body is flexible and pliable because of the amount of water that he drinks every day. 80% of your body is water, 80%. And so every time I go, nine months, every single time, how are you doing with your water? I would just put my head down. Oh. How many of you want to do better with water? Yeah, everybody. I love you. And so I, I'm a water drinker. I don't have that much trouble, but he says, you need to drink half of your body weight in ounces every single day. So I just disappointed everybody in the crowd today. God bless you. Welcome to the crossing. That was for free. Half your body weight every day in ounces. And if you're doing really good, you get closer to your body weight in ounces in water. And Tom drinks way beyond half of his body weight in water every single day. And so I just made the commitment this year in January. And I said, as a part of the 90 day fast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start drinking water. But my initial understanding of this is that that, that is improbable. How many of you are with me? That is just improbable. I'm a public speaker. I'll let you, you're still waking up. I know, I know. You're, you're still waking up. You, you, we'll get there. There's no way I can do this. That's improbable. And I am incapable. He said, you can do it. I said, I can't do it. He said, you can do it. I said, I can't do it. He said, way. I said, Mm-mm, no way. There's just no way I can drink that much water. It's not possible. But I started, he said, here's what you're going to do. He gave me a little protocol. I got going. I started 90 day tide challenge, uh, 90 day, uh, um, I don't know what I'm talking about right now, y'all. 
The series is 90 Day Tie Challenge. And we started with a fast in the beginning, 21 day fast at the beginning of the year. And I did it for the 21 days and I'm still doing it today. I've lost almost 40 pounds. I know you can't tell yet, but I'm coming, I'm coming. I, was, I mean, I was all kinds of stuff in 2020 and 21. And, and uh, so my, my energy is different. Everything has changed. And so here's what I want to say to you. God is into having us do the improbable when we feel incapable. And he adds a supernatural and he gets it done. He gets it done. He adds a supernatural and he gets it done. Can I pray for us? Father, we thank you today. We pray for the Ukraine. Come on, join me in praying for the Ukraine. And Lord Jesus, we're asking that you would do uh, what seems like is improbable and what we've been incapable of doing. Move our government to do what we need to do, God. Undo the mess over there. Be with the men and women who are fighting for their freedom. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen and amen and amen. 90 Day Tithe Challenge. I want to establish for us the tithe in the scripture. And I'm going to be moving like New York. How many of you from New York? All right. How many Hey, take a look around. Florida is New York. How many of you from Chicago? Raise your hands. Look, look. How many from Illinois? Any other place in Illinois? All right, Illinois, uh, Chicago. All right, how many of you California? California, welcome everybody from Cali. We love you. Come on, welcome, Tampanians. Welcome them. Get used to it. Because that's what's going down. 90% of the people moving into Florida come from those three states. Incredible. Welcome. We, we love you. Okay, the tithe. It's God's trigger. It's God's sign. It's his testimony. It's his treasure. We become his treasure. Let me move through this as quickly as I can, all right? I'm going to give you the highlight. The scripture is going to be on the screen. Also, if you open um, our app, all the notes are inside the app so that you can access them very, very easily. It's his, it's God's. The tithe, T-I-T-H-E, it is not called tide, T-I-D-E. That is a laundry detergent. Okay, it's called the tithe. And the tithe, that term means a tenth portion. That's just what it means, all right? It is God's trigger. It's God's trigger. So in an agrarian society, I'm going Old Testament first, you would take the first of the fruit that came into the house or the harvest or animals, and the first one that passed by the staff or the first part that was brought in from the harvest would be set aside for the Lord. The first, everybody say first. That first portion is the Lord's. It's the Lord's. Why? Because it's the trigger, it's the trigger that initiates God's blessing. I'm a human being and God has given me everything. And when I set aside the first of the first portion, it's the trigger for God to bless my 90. How many of you are with me? So God's 90 in God's economy, 90% with God's blessing is bigger than 100% without God. So that's what he's saying. It's the trigger, all right? It's also the sign. It's the sign. When God said it was a sign, the animal that passed by the staff, the first animal or the fruit, there was what's called sacrificed or redeemed. This is, this is uh, affectionately a little ducky, all right? And um, this duck is my grandson's duck. This is Xander. He's almost three. Now listen, I'm biased, but that's the cutest kid in the whole world right there. He's, he's cuter than your baby. I'm so, I'm biased. I'm a grandpa, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is not how that feels. He's the cutest kid in the entire world. This is his duck. He's, this is him because he knows I have his duck. <laughs> and so when, when the animal passes by as a sign, I give the first of the first fruit and the first of the animal and whatever is clean, whatever animal was clean 
was sacrificed. Aren't you glad that we don't sacrifice animals anymore? Because little ducky, if you live on a farm, don't name your animals. Right, because little ducky would have to be sacrificed. It was a goat or a ram or a bull or whatever it was. It was sacrificed, the blood was shed, and the aroma pleased God for the remission of sin. It was sacrificed, given to the Lord. If it, that was, it was a clean. If it's unclean, what happens is it gets moved out of the way. It's unclean, it's unacceptable, it's broken. Because God says, don't give me what costs you nothing. So whatever is first comes past the staff. Whatever fruit is first comes past the staff. It's clean, it goes to God. If it's unclean, it's redeemed. It's moved and then it's replaced by what is clean. Why? Because God makes the promise when you give to him what is first, he multiplies to you more duckies. (laughs) Now, I didn't know this. (laughs) Some of you love, ducky is famous now, okay? And uh, so when I brought this as a prop, my wife said, hey, you know, that duck has babies in it. I said, that's perfect. I didn't even know. So God bless you duckies having babies. Here's what it means. In the Old Testament, that is the sign for God to bless and to increase. This first portion goes away, but God multiplies unto you. Are you with me? Okay. All right. So, and and so when I've said this before, I've said, Jesus is God's tithe to us. Some people said, oh man, pastor, that's going way too far. You you know, you're going too far in the scripture. I don't think so. Because the Bible says that Jesus is called the first of the first fruits of those who would be redeemed and resurrected. Come on. He's redeemed. Jesus is redeemed and he's the first. God gave the first to us so that when Jesus was redeemed, we all get redeemed. Is that a good day? And because he was resurrected and he was the first of the first to be resurrected, now we get to be resurrected. God multiplies, God multiplies behind his promise. Okay, now it gets even better than that. Jesus is the clean sacrifice. And then I step up, you and me step up and we are unclean. And Jesus says, I got it. You guys step to the side, right? Move Greg out of the way. And Jesus steps up and he says, I have redeemed your life. I am the clean for the unclean. You can't make that up church. You can't, you, you just can't, you can't, you can't do it. We're also the testimony. It's his testimony. Here's what the Lord says. Exodus 13, 14. In the future, when your sons and daughters ask about redeemed, the sacrifice and that which is redeemed, clean and unclean, what does this mean? Your sons and daughters say, what does this mean? You're to tell them with a mighty hand, the Lord delivered us out of Egypt. How many of you are glad that Pharaoh is not your king anymore? Come on. Pharaoh is not your king anymore and you are not a slave under the hand of the devil because you have been rescued by Jesus who is the Christ. Jesus who is the Christ. We can get happy about that. I know it's 930. Here's what he says. We're also his treasure. He says, if you sow sparingly, we're going to reap sparingly. He says, don't do it. Don't give begrudgingly. This is the New Testament. The Bible says in the Old Testament, there's the hinting of the law in the New Testament. The whole scripture last week, the whole message last week was about how God increases. In the Old Testament, it says uh, adultery looks like this, a person with a person. In the New Testament, if you lust upon a person, male or female, that is adultery. In other words, the law is low, the New Testament is high. 
And some people say, well, there's not that much in the New Testament. I say, yeah, because in the New Testament, the tithe is assumed as the lowest bar. Come on, church. It's the lowest bar. In other words, in the Old Testament, there are the Ten Commandments. In the New Testament, and in the Old Testament, without God and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you can't keep the Ten Commandments. There's no possible way you can. But in the New Testament, when you have the power of God, the Ten Commandments are the things we just step over, just like this. Come on, can I get an amen? Amen. And so what God is saying is he's saying, yes, the tithe is established in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, give me everything. Give me everything. Give me your whole life. Give me everything in your life. Give me your whole, give me your breath. If you don't think God owns it all, just pinch your nose and and hold your breath until as long as you can. And then you'll be saying, I think God owns it all, right? God owns it all. He, He really does. Here's the scripture. Here's what he goes on with the promise. And he says, you'll become my treasure. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11. Now, He who supplies seed for the sower, that's us, and bread for food. Are you glad that God gives you bread for your home? Amen. We'll also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. It goes on. You'll be made rich in every way. You'll be made rich in heart, in mind, in will, emotions, relationships, joy, productivity, faithfulness, and your ability to bless others. So here's what I want you to do is a saying, we have at the crossing all the time. I want you to put your hands out like this, okay? And I want you to receive the blessing of God. Say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. To, be to be a blessing. There, get that stuff out of your hands. See, we're blessed. We're not blessed for houses and cars and fancy things. God says, that's not the end of the story. You, you, you're okay getting stuff. How many of you are okay getting stuff? You guys are like, oh, you guys still, it's 930. How many of you are okay having stuff? Do you know that God wants to get you stuff? God's okay with you having stuff as long as stuff doesn't have you. Stuff is not a God. Money is not a God. God is a God. And anything other than God is a terrible God. Anything other than God is a terrible God. Terrible God. God's okay with the stuff. He's just like, just don't let stuff stick to you. Just don't let it stick to you. You're blessed to be a blessing, to move out into the world and to do my will. First Corinthians 16, two, he says on the first day of every week, each of you should give a sum of money according to what you earn. 10% for you, 10% for you, 10% for you, 10% for you. So the tithe is the first, everybody say first. It is the first 10% of all that comes into your home given to the Lord. All right, why 10%? Why 10%? Because we have a tendency to forget that God owns everything. God owns everything. In Genesis chapter one, he says, ex nihilo, remember, there was nothing. There was no dust, there was no space, there was nothing, and God spoke. People say, do you believe in the big bang? I say, yep, God spoke, and bang, it happened. (laughs) God, God, there was nothing. There was nothing at all. And you'll see the scripture on the screen. God owns the cattle. Listen, how many of you need something right now? How do you need something right now? Okay. Your daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And, and if you have, you have to be from the Midwest to understand what you mean cattle, he owns all the cattle in this state, in this county, in every state, in every county, in every nation around the world. The father owns everything. 
So I wanna do this with you right now, just as a congregation, let's do this together. And I want you to feel the heart of God, okay? Listen, how many of you, for any reason whatsoever, have, have you've just gone without, maybe for a little while, maybe for a long while, to give to other people? Come on, anybody, any amount. Come on, I need to see some more hands, you guys, come on. All right, you've gone without to give to somebody else. How many of you have given money to other people? How many, okay, now you guys are warming up. How many of you guys are like, mm-mm, not me, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. How many of you have given multiple thousands of dollars to others? Okay, I want you to see, we say, Pastor, why are you doing this? I want you to see what normal Christianity looks like. I really, I want you to see what it looks like. You know, in the New Testament, when they got together, somebody said, I have plenty, I have need, and where there was plenty, the person shared with the person who, have, who has need. They shared. That's what it looked like. You go, that's communism. That's not communism. It's called community. So, so, so let me just mention, let me just mention, that's not socialism either. Is it? Uh-uh. Socialism is not where we need to go. Can I get an amen? amen. Socialism is not where we need to go. The prosperous are moved by God to share with those who are less fortunate. That's what community is. But you cannot take the prosperous out of the community or you lose the community. If you lose a common denominator, then everybody's average. God didn't call you to be average. God called you to be a supplier. That's what God, that's what our nation is built on. God is, God is not playing. God is not, he's not confused. He's not playing. Every time, how many of you, let's keep going. How many of you have given away cars? Come on. Come on, check it out. You've given away cars. Some people in the congregation are just like, mm-mm. Well, I'm not giving away a car. Look, if you own something that God don't, doesn't have 100% of it, it owns you. Anything you own, your intelligence, your, take a breath, your physical being. So you go, no, I mean, I don't need God for my breath. Catch COPD. You're not gonna be praying to Bill to help you. You pray to God to help you. Have you say, you say, man, I don't need God for, okay, lose your freedom, get in a foxhole. You know who you're praying to? You're not praying to your commanding officer, you're praying to a commanding officer. That's why we pray over our food in our nation because when you, look, it's, it's not a given that we have food, it's an incredible, it's, we think, man, I just, we should just sit down in front of a banquet every day. There are people everywhere around you. Right here in the same zip code, there are kids that don't eat, they eat one time a week, one time a week. There are people around the planet that don't have clean drinking water. Seven, there's 7.2 billion people on the planet. Two billion of them have trouble with water. They don't have clean drinking water, which means they're drinking amoebas that make them sick. We don't understand this in our nation. Every single, how many of you have given away houses? Raise your hands. You've given away houses. This one's more challenging. Come on, wherever you are, raise your hands. No house givers today? Where, where are you at? Some of you, you are pointing them out. If, you're sitting, if you need a house, find them. Okay, so, so we've not given away a house. Lord, give us the grace to give away a house. How many of you have given away everything? Everything, 4K, 401K, 4013, I don't even know what they're called. Everything, your checking, your savings, everything. Come on, anybody? Yep, here we go. God has said, I want, I want you to give it all away. Say, so I can't, that's my future, the whole thing. God says, I'm your future. I'm your future. I am absolutely 100% of your future. God, every time... I have this little thing inside of me and I say, I say, I love this. You should be careful of what you love 
God can tell the distinction in my tone when I say, I love that. He sounds like, cool. When I say, I love this. Like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, precious. When I, when I make something a God, immediately God says, give that away. Get that thing out of your hands. Why? Because it's a cool something, but it's a terrible God. I, had, I did this boat one time. I had boat. I got the whole thing. And I was like, I live. And he was like, whoop. And so I'm careful when I say, I live. I don't love this. I don't love this at all. Boats, cars. Don't make the mistake. Don't make, so, so how many of you have kids? Okay, now watch this. This is crazy. This is crazy. So we go into McDonald's and you spend the money that you work for. I buy, and, and my son's 16 now, so it's not like a dollar. He eats everything on the menu and it's a triple and it's a double and whatever. I mean, I didn't know burgers were that expensive, but $20, you know what I mean? I'm like, it's a burger. He gets all this stuff, large fry. And I reach over and I said, so he gets it all. And I say, can I have a fry? He goes, mm. how many of you, how many of you are with me? And I'm like, boy, that's five seconds ago. I paid for everything you're eating. Are you kidding me? I want one fry. I just, one fry. I just want one fry. And I mean, I love some McDonald's fries. Thinking about them right now. I haven't eaten fries in a long time, y'all. I'm trying. Pray for your pastor. Pray for me. Get thee behind me fries. So you understand how easily we can get stingy. I mean, just, just like that. Here's what God says in scripture, Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 12. He delivers the Hebrew people. He's talking to the Hebrews and he's also extrapolating and talking to us. Watch the scripture, Deuteronomy 6, 10. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that's them. Now to us, God has brought you into this land called America and we didn't do anything to deserve it. One of the richest, wealthiest. Do you know we live like 1% of the world? The average here isn't the average around the world. Poverty here doesn't look like poverty around the world. It's just a different, it's a different thing. He says, I, I brought you out of, out of the land to give you great and splendid cities, which you did not build, and houses full of all good things, which you did not fill, and hewn cisterns, which you did not dig. Two billion people needing water. I mean, I'm upset about the gas prices. How about you? We're complaining about gas. Just open the pipeline, bro. Just open the pipeline. Some of you don't, some of you don't know this because you're a little younger. We have more natural gas and oil in our country than we could use in a thousand lifetimes. Okay. You guys are like, Hercules, Hercules. Blue's not going to fix it. Red's not going to fix it. Jesus is. And so my point is, is that we're complaining about gas and 2 billion people on the planet don't have water. And God is saying to the Israelites, and he's saying to you, and he's saying to me, when I give you great cities and great civics and I, and I give you, you know that we take for granted the fact that all of our water is the right way, all of our sewage is the right way. You go to other places in the country, there is no sewage and there is no gas piped in and there is no water. Unimaginable. There's no electricity. 
If you run electricity, it's, it's just a bunch. Go look up India. It's a, Mumbai. There's 22 million people in 22 square miles. It's a little crowded. We, I complain about traffic here. You've never seen traffic before unless you've been to Mumbai. It's like a massive moving sea of people. It's everywhere you go in Mumbai, it's like getting out of the Buck Stadium with a full stadium. 24-7, three o'clock in the morning, walk out. You're, I mean, you're, everywhere you go, Lord, deliver us. Aren't you thankful you have a free nation? Aren't you thankful for the things we have? Here's what the Lord says. Watch this, watch, 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 watch. Okay, listen, listen. Vineyards, olive trees, you didn't plant. You eat and you're satisfied. Everybody, we're satisfied. Take big breath of me. Come on. Here's what he says. Watch yourselves. Look at the scripture. That you don't forget the Lord. Watch yourselves. That you don't forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out from under the house of slavery. You don't serve Pharaoh anymore. Thank God. Thank God for what we have. You don't serve Pharaoh. Pharaoh is not your king anymore. We have a king. And thank God we're not under the hand of a devil any longer. We've been delivered from him. We've been delivered. But we can't forget God. You can't outgive God. Try it. For God so loved the world that he... Come on, everybody in the house. God so loved the world that he... What? Who? His one and only son. That's a big deal. So that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So why the church? You say 10% in him, why the church? Why does it go to the church? Because the church is the hope of the world. Some of you are like, oh, the church isn't the hope of the world. Oh, yes, it is. Because the Bible says that you, this is not the church. This isn't the church. A dude preaching with a comb over is not the church. You're the church. You are the church. The building's not the church. You're the church. And when the church is removed from the earth, that's when all hell breaks loose. Because that's when the revelation, that's what revelation says. Then we go into the full tribulation. Why? Because the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you, the church, is the agent that holds back the devil on earth right now. And when that is removed, all hell breaks loose. That is the great tribulation. So God knows that hope in Jesus comes through the church. Every weekend at the church and every other church where Christ is preached, the invitation is given and people's lives change. You say, I received Jesus as Savior and a God that you can't see comes to live inside of you. Come on now. Come on now. Listen. He can change your mind. He can change your heart. He can change nine generations of alcoholism just like that. He can free you. He, he, he can heal you. He can change your mind. He can change your heart. He can change your body. He can change your heritage. He can change your legacy. He can change who you are. He knows who you are. He can give you a direction. Jesus is the Lord. You say, why does the tide go to the church? Because it's a place where God's hand moves in the earth. And how many of you want to have a strong house? Yeah, you want a strong house. You want a strong house. You want a strong foundation. You want, to do, you want your heritage to be built. You want a great marriage. You want a great legacy with your kids. God wants the same thing for his house. So it's, it's hope in Christ and hope in crisis. Right now, right now in the Ukraine, the, the church and the churches around the world, you, you wouldn't recognize the world if God removed the church. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars are given in aid and in bringing people to Jesus around the world, globally around the world, because the church exists. Right now, I want you to see these pictures in the Ukraine. Hundreds of billions of metric tons of food 
and non-perishables are going to the Ukraine and there's mobile hospitals because men and women, just, just think about this for a second. If we left service today and we don't go to eat together and we'd say, I need you to go home immediately. And when you go, moms and dads, you're gonna get a weapon and you need to go to the front of your street and you need to defend yourself against men and women because if you don't defend yourself, they're gonna come get your kids. That's a different reality than what we're living in right now, right? That is sobering. But that's literally what's happening in the Ukraine, literally. And so when, when we understand the tithe comes to the church, it's because the ministry of the church is so important to God. It was the tabernacle, then it was, it was, the, 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 it was the tent of meeting, and then it was the tabernacle, and then it was the church. It's the synagogue and the church. The reason, because God, that's God's hands in the earth. Come on, say it with me. The church is the hope of the world. That means the Holy Spirit in you. Holy Spirit's in you. And so the tithe is a test. It's a test. How many of you remember that thing? It's a test of the emergency broadcast system. Some of you remember that? Some of you, some of you do? All right, if you don't, you're younger. God bless you. We love you. Malachi 3.10 Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And I'm going to move over here for just a second. I'm going to stay on screen for all of you. And I want you to say this with me. All right, everybody say this with me. Test me in this. 66 books in the Bible, 40 authors, several thousand years in compilation. This is the only place in the Bible where God says, test me. One place. In most of the scripture, God says, don't test me, 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 right? Dad, you say this to your kids, don't test me. Don't, don't test me, why? I brought you into this world. Don't test me. Some of you get that. Some of you are like, don't spank your kids. I'm like, you better spank your kids. Spank them. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm leaving. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Test me in this. The only place in the Bible. The only place in the Bible where God says test me. Why? Because he knows how important resource is to us and how quickly we can forget that he's God and how quickly we can say, it's all about this. And he's saying, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not. He says, test me and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you, you'll not have room enough to handle it. Now, that's, an that's an incredible promise. That's an improbable promise, isn't it? But I'm telling you, those of you here and at the campuses, how faithful is God? Come on. How faithful is God? How faithful is our God? Okay. I'm going to have a friend come out now and uh, I'm going to move Ducky and his friends. All right, they're right here. And so here, here's what happens with our resource. We receive some amount of whatever it is, and, all right? And then we hold on to it. And God is saying to us, listen, I, I, you just don't know how many dimes I have. So we have a dime. Everybody's got a dime. God says, I got more dimes than you. Some people say, yeah, I have lots of money without God. I say, oh, you just don't know how much you're missing. It's, so, so listen to me. It's not about the money. It's about, say, the blessing. Okay, the blessing means everything. The blessing means your health. It means your relationship. It means, it means your husband and your wife. It means the legacy of your kids. It means that your kids don't get into things that other kids get into. How? Sovereign. It's sovereign. So we grasp like this, and God says, if you'll just 
if, if you could just write, I just wanna get, I just wanna give to you, but it's closed. The hand is closed, okay? So when we, what we wanna do, here's the 90 day tide challenge. Open your hand. God says, look, I got, I got, I got plenty. Like I got plenty. And then he says, give. And then he says, go ahead. I got more, give. And then he says, go ahead, give me two hands. And he says, I don't know if I have enough dimes. <laughs> when you're faithful with a little, he gives you. Okay, but why do you have much? To, get. to be a blessing. That's right. I'm gonna get a bigger what? Okay, fine. But that can't be the end of your life. Come on, I'm gonna get, I got, I got all this stuff. Look, I got all this stuff. And then he says, give. And then he says, go ahead. I got, I got more. Look, I got more for you. I got more. Thank you. There's a lot of dimes up here. So the richest man on planet earth who's ever lived, I heard, you know, especially the young people, I'm going to be like Bezos. I'm going to be like Bill Gates. And I said, Bill Gates is great. He's a terrible God. We have a God that's eternal. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He, he owns everything. And the richest man who's ever lived, just, just in case you didn't, didn't know, the richest man who's ever lived on planet earth is King Solomon, who was a God follower. 75% of the entire world's wealth was in the hands of one man and one nation because God could trust him. And so what God is saying to us is he's saying, this is, is I know you think it's the most important thing in the world, but this is a vehicle. What I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to take this and I want you to send my message around the world. So what we need to understand, we need to go someplace like India where there were little girls locked up in cages. I've seen this firsthand, literally firsthand. It'll change your life, church. We can't stay here and understand what God is saying because you can't get out of your own way. We just don't bump into stuff enough to understand the principles of God. So in India, there's these 12 girls and they kept them in cages. You know, you know, human tra you know Tampa is number three in the United States for human trafficking? They traffic little girls, like the girls, your daughters that you take to school, they traffic. It's unimaginable. These little girls in cages like this, I'm telling you, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how they even fit in the cages, but when we went, they had the cages there and we're there to worship and they had built a center for the girls and they have hot meals every day and they have water. Man, it, man, look, listen, they said, and so all these 2 billion people in India and these girls get rescued and they get rescued out of these cages and they don't have a taskmaster anymore. Pharaoh's not their Lord. Satan's not dominating them any longer. And they said, let's worship. There's a group of pastors there. They said, let's worship. I've been to promise keepers with 50,000 men, 50,000 men. And these 12 girls, when they said worship, woof, something happened that I cannot describe to you. The, the, literally the roof was lifted off the place. Why? Because these girls know the Jesus that saved them. They absolutely know the Jesus who saved them. They're, they're, not, they're not holding back. Listen, you talk about, hey, could you give a tithe? They're like, a tithe, kidding me. I'll give my entire, I'll give my breath for Jesus. I'll give my entire life for him. There's nothing he hasn't given to me. I'll give him everything. Amen? Amen. We gotta get a new perspective. Come on, let's thank the Lord. All right. 90 day tide challenge. I, I, I want you to see this. We know how important it is. So we're going to take the challenge together. I'm landing the plane. Okay. But this is improbable. And then there's a whole bunch of people that we talk to every year. You say, this is, this is impossible. I'm incapable. Here's what I want you to know. God adds his super to your natural when you trust him. That's right. 
God adds his super to your natural when you trust him. So you're gonna see a URL here. I want you to see it on the screen, this QR code. And would you do me a favor? Would everybody grab your phones? If you, if you would, grab your phones, okay? This does not automatically sign you up. Come on, you can grab your phones, you can do it. When you, when you scan this QR code, it just gives you this, which is the application. It does not automatically sign you up. It's called the 90 Day Tithe Challenge. Across campuses, you can do it on the screen at home as well. As I talk about, I don't know how this, I don't know how this works. I'm just, I don't know how cell phones work. I'm just glad they work. So that looks like ghibli scribbly to me, all right? Behind that is this form, all right? So you can go ahead and take that down from the screen. Now, does everybody, everybody get that? You okay? You got that one on there? Go ahead and put it back up for just a second because I see people, I still see people still holding their phones on, all right? Hold that for just a second. If you're at one of the campuses physically, you've got one of these sign-up forms, all right? You got a sign-up form. And uh, in five, four, three, two, one, you can take that down. All right. Because when that's up, you, um, I'm gone. All right. We want to know who you are, all right, on that form or on this form, who you are and what you're deciding to give over 90 days. If it's the tithe that you want to tithe, it's the, tenth, the first tenth portion that comes into your home, okay? Some people said, do you want me to tithe on my net? You want me to tithe on my gross? And I'd say, which one do you want to be blessed on? No, I'm serious. We had that conversation years ago, years and years ago, okay? Whichever one you choose. Now, let me say this to you, okay? Do not tithe, do not give a single dollar under compulsion. No, I'm not trying to, oh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to rev you up and be like, I'm gonna give your money. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that at all. Listen, what, what God, if, you, if God wants to do something in here, and when he can do something in here, then he can do something out here, and you, you will not, come on, I wanna do this again. How faithful is God, church? How faithful is God? How faithful is God? So what we want to know is we want to know who you are and we want to know what you give on that form because if you don't see supernatural results in 90 days, we got to, we got to let the money go for 90 days, all right? If you don't see it for any reason whatsoever, you say, I just don't see it or I got money, got money got thin. How many of you have been in debt? How many of you have been out of debt? How many of you have been in debt? How many of you have been out of debt? How many of you have been in debt? How many of you have been out of debt? Okay, you get the point. Human beings do like this. So some of you have tithed before. Some of, you, some of you have gotten your resources all squared away and then something happened and it's not squared away. And so we're, listen, we're just saying, we believe God said, test me. And so at the end of that 90 days is for any reason you need that resource back or you go for a week and you go, I need the resource back. We'll just give it right back to you. We'll just say, this is the 90 day tithe challenge. And so we're not trying to keep a hold of that money. We're giving you kind of an insurance policy on the backside to say, we need to know who you are, what you're going to give. And for any reason, if you need that resource back, we'll just say, here, here you go. Here's, here's what I want to tell you. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people take the challenge and they realize this is improbable and I feel like I'm incapable, but God adds his super to my natural. And here we go. And here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A simple process. It takes some prayer. You can do it today. If you're ready with a QR code with a card, you can do it today. You just, I'm in. I can do it today. Or you can pray. We'll talk about this a little bit more. I'm going to end the message series, but there's going to be opportunity for you to sign up through March and April. Okay? So this is not like a hurry thing. It's not a rush thing. It's not a, come on, y'all. Let me give you a couple of testimonies to end. Let, let, me, let me land this plane quickly. Okay? 
was a lady that came in her kind of mid-20s and about halfway through the tithe challenge, she came and talked to a pastor and she said, I, I'm, I'm scared. How many, of you, how many of you understand this is scary? It's scary. Seriously, I mean, it's a big deal, it's scary. Because a lot of people say, I already don't have enough, so how am I supposed to give what I don't have? So here's what I wanna say, God's better at math than we are. He, he just is faithful in a way that is unreasonable. I, it's, he's, he's forgiving in a way that's unreasonable. It's unreasonable. So she said, I, I need to have my tithe back. And we said, okay, no problem. And she said, no, 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 no. I, I, she, was, she was talking to a pastor. No, 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 I, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna let it ride. How many of you know when you put money in the market, you gotta let it ride? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta let it ride. You go up and you go down. Things are good. And, and so she goes, I'm gonna leave it. Three days later, something like that, a day later or three days later, she got a promotion at work and doubled her income. I always end with these stories, okay? Listen, hold on a second. This is not a silver bullet. I'm not saying to you, God's a genie and you should drop your dimes in the genie bowl and the God multiplies to you. God, you having resource multiplied back to you is a byproduct of God's blessing. What God does is there have been long seasons of unemployment. He ends it. There have been the right connections with the right people at the right time. We've seen God physically heal people. We've seen God literally give people uh, that have infertility. They say, I'm going to trust. How many of you know that if you can trust God with your resource, you can basically trust him with everything? When we step forward like this, we've had people that have infertility for years, boom. And so we have parents that are standing there saying, he's because of the tithe. God multiplies in me. There's, there's, I, there's this incredible thing, the ble- say the blessing. blessing. That's God's presence in your life is what we're shooting for. We're not shooting for this. The byproduct of that stuff happens. It's so easy. God's like houses and cars, multiplication, whatever. He goes, come, you guys, think bigger. He goes, come on. There was a lady who was checking at Home Depot making $7 an hour. She started to tithe. God got a hold of her mind. There was capacity inside her that she didn't know was there. She started a business. Seven years later, she's earning $700,000 a year. $7 an hour to $700,000 a year. Why? Because she's brilliant? No, because she has a brilliant God. She's a brilliant God. You have capacity that you don't know, but you have to get out. We have to get out of our own way to let God do it. And so every time we teach this message, there are people in here that are just like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. And usually, how many of you know that ladies are quicker at in, intuiting and being intuitive and listening to God than we are? How many, come on, just men in the house, come on, you know, you know what's going on? I'm just, my wife's like, didn't you hear that? I'm like, no, I'm just in line getting chicken. Just, I don't know what you're talking about. So <clears throat> I promise I'm ending, I'm landing. So there's a couple military, he works on the base, he was an officer, he was upset, boy, he was, oh, he was, he was red. His face was red, veins were sticking out. He was really mad, mad. He's really mad. And his wife is like, I'm good, I'm, we need to do this. She worked for a Fortune 500 company, by the way, Fortune 500. And she says, and so they're having an argument right in front of me and she says, you need to tell him, I was like, I'm telling him nothing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not God. I'm gonna tell you what scripture says. And I'm going to tell you what scripture says about healing, because God's a healer. And I'm going to tell you what scripture says about God's graciousness. I'm going to tell you what he says about gender. I'm going to tell you what he says about sexuality. I'm going to tell you what he says about our nation. I'm going to tell you what he says, but I'm not the one who's, I'm not, after that, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. And so I stepped back and she was like, and so so they started to tithe. 
And immediately, as soon as they started to tithe, um, it was 2008, there was some things that came from the, you guys remember 2008, right? Everything got really tough. He lost his job. You know, it was trimmed. His job was trimmed. And they kept tithing. They moved to North Carolina and God blessed them in year one, blessed them in year two, blessed them in year three, blessed them in year four. They started a business, blessed them in year five, blessed them in year six, blessed them in year seven, blessed them in year eight, blessed them in nine, blessed them in 10. Today, it started in 2018. It was eight to 18. Then they tithe, listen to me, and I'm gonna land the plane, listen to me. They tithe more than their combined income 10 years ago. Why? Because increase, you know what they've done? They've opened three centers for pastors. They're, they're not keep, they have stuff, they have houses, they have cars, they have all that stuff. And they couldn't imagine, there's no possible way that they could imagine that God would take them to those places until they were faithful to God. Until they were faithful, okay? Let's pray. Would you join me in praying? All right, I've taken enough of your time. Let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, today's the day. I surrender my life to you. You died on the cross. You were resurrected. And I give you my life. If you're praying that way across our campuses, would you indicate to us that you're praying that way on the count of three, just that you're making that your prayer on the count of three, would you indicate and raise your hand? One, two, three, all around the house. Hold your hands up nice and tall. Wow, 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 thank you, Lord. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Just hold your hand up a second. We're, we're coming right to you. We're just gonna give you a card. We wanna help you, that's it. Thank you, all over the house, all over the house, all over the house, all over the house. Wow, thank you, Lord. In the middle, right here, in the middle, our friends in the middle, raise your hand nice and tall. In the middle, in the back, right back here, right back here. If you're missing somebody, you could, you could point to one another. Anybody in the balcony, the bleachers, raise your hand nice and tall. Wave at us if we haven't gotten to you. Wow, we see you. Once you receive a card, you can slip your hand down. Wow. Anybody else? I just want to wait 10 more seconds. Anybody else? Slip your hand up for us. If, you, if you're just saying, or how about this? Listen, listen. Anybody giving, re-giving your life to Jesus? You've trusted Christ before, but today you're kind of nailing it down again. You're recommitting. Would you slip your hand up? Wherever you are, raise your hand. You're recommitting your life to Jesus. Now I see you. I see you. Wow, Lord. Jesus. Lord Jesus, amen. Can we celebrate, church? Woo! Woo, woo, woo! Wow. Okay, if you, raise, if you raise your hand, you have a card, you can fill that card out. Here's what we'd love for you to do. We're gonna stand in a moment and you can come forward. And I got a couple of things for the altar. And, and um, boy, thank you for being patient today. Thank you. I normally don't go this long, okay? But I think I need extra time. We're talking about money. Are everybody good? Everybody good, I promise I'll get you to, I'm gonna get you to Longhorns quick, okay? Last thing, there's a couple of things. I, some of you have been betrayed. We're gonna stand and, and if this is going off, you received a card, come forward. If, if a friend next to you received the card, just say to them, I'll go with you because it's a little tough to come up. We just wanna help you. Some of you have been betrayed. When I was in uh, sixth grade, played for an AAU baseball team and we were the, the Astros and had a guy that could talk pretty good and he got us excited and he brought a uniform. He said, this is gonna be your new uniform and cleats and bats and balls and gloves and all that stuff. And he, you know, give me your money. 
So he convinced us all and parents and kids, we got all fired up, but we're gonna, we're gonna be Houston Astros. I, I can't wait. So he collected all this money from the team and probably six weeks later, we're supposed to get all of our stuff. We're all there excited. Man, what are you, you know, we're high-fiving. What's up, what's up? And um, <clears throat> hour one, hour two, hour three, he didn't show up. He had taken all the money from sixth grade kids and it left town. And in sixth grade, I mean, I still remember, I was like, dang, I don't ever wanna do that again. And so some of you have been in church and you've been hurt, you've been betrayed in some way or another, father, mother, church, whatever it is. And, and in just a second, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask us to stand. And listen, if, there's that, if that feeling in there is like, I just don't, mm-mm, no. Listen, if you need any, we have the highest degree of financial accountability in our church, the highest. There's none, there's none that's higher. Full financial audit every single year to the penny. If you need any information from the church, we'll just say, here, here you go. Because if you can't believe in your church, what are you gonna believe in? But I get it. I do, I get it, I get it. So if you're feeling some betrayal, if you have frustration, hurt, you have some animosity, if you have fear, you just kind of cloudy about what, what's going on. Any of those things, man, the altar is open. So why don't we stand together? We hope you enjoyed that message from our lead pastor, Greg Dumas. Don't forget you could learn more about the 90-Day Tithe Challenge when you visit our website at wearecrossing.com slash 90-Day. You can also watch this message on demand and all of our past messages, including our live broadcasts at youtube.com slash crossingchurch. We hope to worship with you at one of our three campuses this weekend. For all times and locations, visit wearecrossing.com.